It's time now for Empowered Family Talk with Francita Hallris. Empower your family with the dynamic new book by Francina Hallris, Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are. It's the book that gives you insights into life's problems. Francina Hallris is an author, motivational speaker, and national broadcaster who believes the answers to your problems lies within the knowledge that was once traditionally passed down by families. But that knowledge has been short-circuited by today's faster pace. The book, Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are, brings that accumulated wisdom to the problems that all families face. You'll find your copy of Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are at Amazon and at Better Bookstores. Empower your life with the dynamic new book, Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are by Francina Hallris. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Good morning. It's family time. And welcome back, listeners. Listeners, our new leadership learning series continues this week, A Life in Transition on our Pathway Forward. And today's focus, which is part two of last week's topic, the heart's transition. The transition of our hearts, listeners. And today's question starts with, how could David be considered a man after God's own heart? And the answer is provided by one of our spiritual colleagues, and it reads as such, listeners. To understand why David was a man after God's own heart, we need to see what characteristics he had to qualify for such an exalted description. In the book of Acts, listeners, the Apostle Paul speaks of God's feelings about King David. Quote, after removing Saul, he made David their king. He testified concerning him. I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do, unquote. Acts 13 verse 22. Listeners, the answer to why David was considered a man after God's own heart is found right in the verse. David did, listeners, whatever God wanted him to do. An obvious question is, how could God still call David a man after his own heart when David committed such terrible sins, including adultery and murder? Well, listeners, we learn much about David's character in the book of Psalms. As he opened up his life for all of us to examine. Listeners, David's life was a portrait of success and failure. The Bible record highlights the fact that David was far from perfect, listeners. 
But what made David a cut above the rest, listeners, was that his heart was pointed toward God. Amen. He had a deep desire to follow God's will and do everything, quote, unquote, everything God wanted him to do. Listeners, he was a man after God's own heart. Now let's look at some of those characteristics of David's life to discover what that involved, listeners. Number one, part of why David is called a man after God's own heart, listeners, is that he had absolute faith in God. Nowhere in scripture is this point better illustrated than in 1 Samuel 17, where David, as a young shepherd boy, listeners, fearlessly slew the Philistine, Goliath. Shortly before the duel, we see direct evidence of David's faith. When David says this, listeners, quote, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine, unquote. Saul said to David, listeners, quote, Go, and the Lord be with you, unquote, verse 37. Now, listeners, David was fully aware that God was in control of his life. And he had faith that God would deliver him from impending danger. Now, listeners, how else would one venture into a potentially fatal situation with such calm and confidence? David knew early on in life that God was to be trusted and obeyed. As we see in scripture, listeners, David's faith pleased God. And God rewards David for his faithfulness. Number two, listeners, another reason David was a man after God's own heart is that he absolutely loved God's law. Of the 150 Psalms, listeners, that are recorded in the Bible, David is credited for writing over half of them. Writing at various and often troubling times in his life, David repeatedly mentioned how much he loved God's perfect word. Now this is, we find a beautiful example of this in Psalm 119, verses 47 through 48, that reads as such, quote, For I delight in your commands because I love them. I lift up my hands to your commands, which I love, and I meditate on your decrees, unquote. Now listen, it's not hard to see his complete adoration for God's word. Also note, listeners, how David, quote, meditates, unquote, on God's statutes. God granted David, listeners, understanding and wisdom through daily meditation. We would do well to not only read God's word, listeners, but also think about it throughout the day. For God loves us to think about him. Psalm 119, 2 through 3 reminds us of this, listeners, quote, Blessed are they who keep his statutes and seek him with all their hearts. They do nothing wrong. They walk in his ways, unquote. 
Now, listeners, David was a man after God's own heart in that he was truly thankful. Listeners, this is no take number three. David was a man after God's own heart in that he was truly thankful. Quote, I wash my hands in innocence and go about your altar, O Lord. Proclaim it aloud your praise and telling all your wonderful deeds, unquote. Psalm 26, verses 6 through 7, listeners. David's life was marked by seasons of great peace and prosperity, as well as times of fear and despair. But through all of the seasons in his life, listeners, he never forgot to thank the Lord for everything that he had. Amen. It is truly one of David's finest characteristics, listeners. Quote, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. Unquote. Psalm 100 verse 4. Now, listeners, as followers of Jesus Christ, we would do well to follow David's lead of offering praise through thanksgiving to our Lord. Amen. And listeners, after David sinned, David was truly repentant. David's sin with Bathsheba is recorded in 2 Samuel chapter 11, verses 2 through 5. The mighty fall hard. And David's fall included adultery listeners, lying and murder. He had sinned against God. And he admits it in 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 13. Quote, David said to Nathan, quote, I have sinned against the Lord, unquote. And Nathan said to David, quote, the Lord also has put away your sin. You shall not die, unquote. Listeners, but admitting our sin and asking for forgiveness is only half of the equation. The other half is repentance, listeners. And David did that as well. Psalm 51 is David's prayer of repentance, listeners. His prayer to God. Quote, have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin, unquote. Psalm 51, verses 1 through 2, listeners. In conclusion, listeners, David was a man after God's own heart because he demonstrated his faith and was committed to following the Lord. Yes, listeners, his faith was tested on a grand scale and he failed at times. But after he sinned, he sought and received the Lord's forgiveness. In the final analysis, listeners, David loved God's law and sought to follow it exactly. As a man after God's own heart, listeners, David is a role model for all of us today. Amen.
Thank you for listening to Empower Family with Francine Horace. With your donations, we are able to bring you God's Word. You can go to www.coachtapefoundation.com and press donate. That's www.coachtapefoundation.com. Don't forget that God is always in your corner. Now, welcome back, listeners. We ask ourselves the question, how do I become a man or a woman after God's own heart? We have a rendering by Pastor Chuck that reads as such. When God scans the earth for potential leaders, listeners, he is not on a search for angels in the flesh. He is certainly not looking for perfect people since there are none. He is searching for men and women like you and me, mere people made up of flesh. But he is also looking for people who can share the same qualities he found in David. God is looking, listeners, for men and women, quote, after his own heart, unquote, 1 Samuel 13, verse 14. Now, listeners, what does it mean to be a person after God's own heart is the question. Well, it means your life is in harmony with the Lord, listeners. What is important to him is important to you. What burdens him burdens you. When he said, quote, go to the right, unquote, you go to the right. When he says, quote, stop that in your life, unquote, you stop it. When he says, quote, this is wrong and I want you to change, unquote, you come to terms with it, listeners, because you have a heart for God. That's the bottom line, biblical history and biblical living today. Listeners, now when you are a man or woman after God's heart, you deeply, you are deeply sensitive to spiritual things. 2 Corinthians 16 verse 9 explains it this way, listeners, quote, for the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his, unquote. Listen, what is God looking for? Do you know? He is looking for men and women whose hearts are his completely. Listen, that means there are no locked closets. Nothing's been swept under the rugs. That means that when you do wrong, you admit it. And come to terms with it. You long to please him in your actions. You care deeply about the motivations behind your actions. Listeners, God is not looking for magnificent specimens of humanity. He's looking for deeply spiritual, genuinely humble, honest to the core, servants who have integrity. Amen. Now listen. Listen to some of the synonyms for this Hebrew word, famine, translated, quote, integrity, unquote. The synonyms here are complete, whole, innocent, having the simplicity of life, 
wholesome, sound, and unimpaired, unquote. It's what you are when nobody's looking, listen, so I'll say that one again. Integrity is what you are and who you are when nobody's looking. We live in a world that says in many ways, quote, if you just make a good impression, that's all that matters, unquote. But listeners, you will never be a man or woman of God's own heart if that's your philosophy. Never. You can't fake it with the Almighty. He is not impressed with externals. He's always focused on the inward qualities, like the character of the heart. Listeners, those things that take time and discipline to cultivate. The character of your heart. Amen. Empower your family with the dynamic new book by Francina Holrus, Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are. It's the book that gives you insights into life's problems. Francina Holrus is an author, motivational speaker, and national broadcaster who believes the answers to your problems lies within the knowledge that was once traditionally passed down by families. But that knowledge has been short-circuited by today's faster pace. The book, Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are, brings that accumulated wisdom to the problems that all families face. You'll find your copy of Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are at Amazon and at Better Bookstores. Empower your life with the dynamic new book, Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are by Francina Holrus. Now, welcome back, listeners. We have a question for notation number three. How does a man and a woman, after God's own heart, lead by example today? Let's look at some lessons learned from King David, submitted by Ron Edmiston. How a man, after God's own heart, leads Lessons from King David. Listeners, leadership these days is tougher than it ever has been before, it seems. Times are hard and organizations are stressed. Employees are stretched and budgets are tight. Loyalty is rare and everything is changing a rocket pace. This is one of the jobs of a successful leader is to encourage those who look to him or her for leadership. Listen, leaders are to, quote, rally the troops, unquote, so to speak. Keep people moving forward. This becomes especially more difficult during stressful times, listen, especially in our organizations, but even more important. I've studied and written a great deal about King David, he writes, before and after he was appointed king, because he appears to have a great leader in his time. He's been a great leader. Perfect? Well, of course not. But he was a, quote, man after God's own heart, unquote, listeners. God used him to lead his people during some difficult times. 
This is one great example of motivating a team during a crisis comes from the writings of David in Psalm 3. At the time of this writing, listeners, it is believed that David was hiding out from his own son, Absalom. His encouragement kept his troops focused, gave them strength that they needed in desperate times. And listen, if you don't know the story, you can read the full context in 2 Samuel chapters 11 through 19. In short, listeners, David's sin, and I told you he wasn't perfect, led to a family turmoil, which led to David's son attempting to take over the kingdom. David fled, listeners, for his safety, but an army went with him. In spite of being outnumbered, listeners, David kept his troops encouraged and they eventually returned to power. Now, listeners, if you are a leader today struggling to gain victory or you feel overwhelmed in your current situation, this story may motivate you. It does me. Now, listeners, let's walk through Psalm 3 in our close here in the message version, verses one through two. God, look, enemies past counting, enemies sprouting like mushrooms, mobs of them everywhere, roaring their mockery. Ha, no help for him, God. No help from him, from God. The analogy reads, there will be times in any leadership position, listeners, where the odds seem to be against you. In those times, a leader may feel there are more negative voices than positive voices, both outside and even inside the organization. Remember, what you feel is not always reality, listeners, but it's your perceived reality at the time. Now take verse 3 through 4 analogy here, but you, God, shield me on all sides. You ground my feet, you lift my head high. With all my might, I shout out to God. His answers thunder from the holy mountain. Now listen, the analogy here is the leader, regardless of the naysayers, must remember the vision and the resolve of his role within the organization. And in this case, listen, of course, David wasn't unrealistic. He knew the situation was gruesome, but he also knew he had a testimony with God and that God had placed a special calling on his life. Great leaders know their calling, listeners. Let's notate verse five through six, listeners. I stretch myself out, I sleep, then I'm up again, rested, tall and steady, fearless before the enemy mobs coming at me from all sides. Analogy here, listeners, is David took action, an important action under the circumstance. He went to sleep, placing everything in God's hands. It was as if he said this, listeners, quote, God, when I get up, it's all you will gain, unquote. Listeners, leaders must know their limits, their strengths, and be willing to rely on help from others, godly leaders ultimately rely on the power of God. Let's notate verse seven, listeners. 
up, God. My God, help me. Slap their faces, first this cheek, then the other, your fists hard in their teeth. Listen, David woke up with a passion that exploded inside of him. He had a new resolve. He had experienced a revival in his heart. He was ready to move forward with God's plan. I can almost imagine those around David thinking this, listen, quote, what got in him last night, unquote. Great leaders, in spite of their challenges, listeners, have a contagious enthusiasm about moving the vision of the organization forward. A team will rally around a leader with conviction. And listeners, you may need to take a break, get re-energized, and come at a plan again with renewed favor. And that's what good leaders do. Let's look at verse number eight, listeners, in our close on Psalms. Verse eight, real help comes from God. Your blessing clothes your people. Analogy here, listeners, is David assumed his rightful place as a leader. And he began to invest in others. As David looked to God, listeners, for his strength, his people could look to him to lead them. Now, ultimately, in the days of grace, each of us respond and are accountable to God directly, listeners. But God uses leaders to instill vision and values and encourage others to move forward, even during dark days. Listeners, are you a fellow leader today in a tough situation right now? Maybe you lead a church, a business, a nonprofit organization, or even a family. But if what or who you lead has fallen on hard times, follow the example of David. Lead your team to victory with God on your side. Who can be against you? Amen. Thank you for listening to Empower Family with Francina Horace. With your donations, we are able to bring you God's Word. You can go to www.coachtatefoundation.com and press donate. That's www.coachtatefoundation.com. Don't forget that God is always in your corner. And welcome back, listeners. In our close today, we must ask ourselves these questions daily. Are you a person after God's own heart today? Are you ready and prepared to lead by example today for our next generation? Listeners, how can you lead somebody else if you cannot lead yourself? Listeners, what is the condition of your own heart? What does it look like? What does it sound like and feel like and smell like and taste like? And listeners, what is the condition of your own heart sense like? Are you paying attention? Amen. Our closing prayer today is provided by Prayables, and it reads as such. Heavenly Father, my heart, it beats without stopping, and I thank you for its wondrous design. My heart, the one you placed in my body, 
keeping me alive to do your work. My heart, my source of energy, source of joy, the place where love resides. Praise to you, God, for the power of a mighty heart. Amen. And listeners, our closing poem today is submitted by Kay Wing, and it reads as such. The Lord your God loves you no matter what you do. He wants to bring you even closer and your mind to renew. Do not walk away when you think your life's gone wrong. God wants to teach and guide you and make you very strong. His arms are open wide. His love is not based on condition. All he wants is your obedience, repentance, and submission. You ask what kind of God would call me to repent, submit, and obey? One that knows our hearts and minds and formed us out of clay. He knows our capabilities, our strengths, and weaknesses too. He knows what life has dealt you and what you're going through. He wants you to call upon his name and ask him into your heart. For this is where it all begins and where we must start. From there, he wants you to know him, to see who he is, to be a part of a loving family and truly know you are his. Not an orphan in the dark, standing in the cold, but someone he deeply loves, cherishes, and truly wants to hold. That you would be held by the Father, whose love you with all his might, who wants to watch over and help you, never let you out of sight. Not to control you, but to let you be free. To open your eyes and see all that you are meant to be. Amen. Now, listeners, next week, let's prepare for the transition of going from war to peace. Amen. Okay, until next week, same time, same station. I am Francina Tate Holrus, your hostess.
pretending day by day that someone somewhere will soon make a change. We all a part of God's great big family and the truth. You know, love is all we been listening to Empowered Family Talk with your hostess, Francina Haldras. Be sure and join us next week and every week at this time for the program that brings you practical answers to the questions of the 21st century. For Empowered Family Talk, I'm Jack Bishop. Thank you for joining Francita Hallress on Empowered Family Talk. Tune in next week 